Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Real Guy Podcast. Today we're going to do a little bit of barbershop talk. Jeff and I sit down with Hylia's top hairstylist, all the way from Figaro's Barbershop, my barber and very good friend, Alejandro Torres. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, and as always, run that dog. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Well, that and I don't want to sound too much like a gringo since we have somebody from Hialeah in here. I know. Or wherever you want to call it. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the Real Guy Podcast. Today we have uh, Stephen Busak, everybody's favorite millennial in the house. Stephen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me in as always, man. And we have a special guest today, Alejandro Torres. Hello. And the reason I say it in that emphasis is because he came down from Hialeah. And <laughs> coming down from Hialeah to Fort Lauderdale, thank you very much for being here, Alejandro. Um, You're this is thank the guy you. that keeps uh, Busaka's grill straight. So, for all you people out there in uh, Triple Live land, people that watch him every week and then see him on the YouTube and on Facebook, this is the guy that gets all the credit to actually making the kid look good. <laughs> And Thank he deserves the credit too. Well, first so of talk all, about that. Well, let's let's talk about the the relevance though of actually having him on the show. Go ahead. You know, so one of the things that we always talk about that we were doing with the Real Guy podcast is, especially with COVID happening and everything, was talking about how we're trying to help small businesses out. You know, you know, you being a barber, you know, you kind of work for yourself. So I kind of consider Alejandro sort of a small business. Yeah. And. You know, I've business been, within a business. A business within a business. And I've been so grateful for, you know, the treatment that you've given me. You know, he's come to my house before. I really wanted to kind of use this opportunity to actually get him on here and see if maybe we can actually kind of help him out, give him a little bit more exposure. So you wanted to introduce the guy that keeps your grill straight. I do. I'm very proud of him. Well, I'm you, very proud of my barber. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and I... And I um, I'm proud of him, too, because anybody that can make you look good... That's, that's hard. Ta- that's talent. It is. It's, it's not, man. He's, he's <laughs> look at him. He's no, no, guy, dude. Man. Listen, it <laughs> takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Just ask my girl. Um, but no, I, I really wanted to do that. And plus, I mean, we've talked about him how many times right. on the podcast and on Triple Life. So he's almost become like a character. Nice. So I figured it's time to be able to kind of put a voice to and the name. Face. And now that we've got our producer Benji in the house, a face to the name. There you go. Well, we're glad you're here. And. Um, Having real guys on the Real Guy podcast, that's a big deal. And um, I want to talk about Hialeah. Let's talk <laughs> about it. I can't believe you drive all the way to Hialeah so Alejandro can do your grill. But what does that tell you? I, he must do a freaking good job. It's impressive. It is. It's an impressive. Well, first of all, let's talk about how he even got me down to Hialeah in the first place. That was interesting. Yeah. That was it. So when COVID first hit, the lady that was originally doing my hair, you know, she wasn't able to cut it. and She wasn't able to? She was scared to cut your hair because she didn't want to get infected? I think both. Okay. More so the latter. But I had to get an MRI, and I was in there for like two hours. And the nurse, we were talking about hair. And I was like, yeah, I need to get my hair cut. He goes, dude, he goes, go give my boy a call. I took a chance and just gave this dude a call. He came all the way to my house, and he did such a phenomenal job. Um, and then he says to me, he goes, um, he you didn't have a beard back in the, that time. I didn't. That's right. And, um, he goes, you should, you should come into my freaking barbershop. After what? Tell the him, second, after the second haircut? Yeah. But tell second him why, call? tell him why you told me I should come into the barbershop though, as opposed to you coming. Well, to my first house. I want to shout out to my friend, <clears throat> longtime friend. Um, um, I'm trying, name, I'm, I'm trying to remember what he's Robert, 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 Robert. Um, I'm like my friend, my longtime friend. What's his name? <laughs> I feel bad. We both, we both couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so Robert, man, I've known him since 2001, 2000, and I used to give him house. Uh, I used to do house calls and go to his house down in Southwest Ranches. I was living in Weston. Um, so we've been, we've been friends for a long time, and. It's so funny that he, you know, he mentioned you, me, to you, and now we're here, you know? Yeah, but tell, 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 tell why you said to come to the barbershop and hire well, yeah, me as opposed um, to... It's just, I knew it was going to be a better experience for you, you know? It's more comfort, 
for you, for me, we have the lighting, we have the comfort of the AC and so many things. And then I knew I could give you a better service, you know? Well, talk about that service because one thing I always say with Alejandro, and I've told you this many times, I always say, and this is kind of what keeps me coming back, is this guy gives me like the red carpet treatment. And then you also had the other guy who always says, who, who refers to your treatment as gourmet. Gourmet. You ever heard five that star. Gourmet <laughs> barbershop treatment. I haven't heard of gourmet, but I have heard of red carpet treatment because, as you know, my wife has Casbah Spa Salon, which is a pretty high-end spa. And I hear the stories from there, you know, about certain clients that get the red carpet treatment. So in Hialeah, how does the red carpet treatment go? Well, in the barbershop where, where I'm at, I wouldn't say general Hialeah you know okay but i know you're referring to the barbershop um you notice i like to talk about highly yeah i know you like <laughs> to get people going <laughs> so what's the red carpet treatment down there though? uh so you come in you get your temperature checked now with the covid protocol everything's wiped down chair floor everything is cleaned in between or right after every customer um and so you know you come to a clean place and and I make sure that all my tools are clean and and I, I think that's an orderly and I when I work I work in an orderly fashion I try to um, so that's that's something that I notice um, that I really I'm proud of myself for that um, so yeah I just get a haircut the way I do it um, and then you get the shampoo Tell them about the head. Tell them about the spider yeah. thing. Tell them about that. And when I shampoo, I, I I put my all into it. I make sure like all the oils are out, and I have to sh- if I have to shampoo. I've done shampoos even seven, eight times until really? I feel it clean. Like I work on the scalp, you know, and I make sure that the scalp is clean and everything's like worked on and stimulated. So um, I think it's a healthy habit to have. I even talk about it with my clients where if they have like dandruff or uh, they, I notice they don't wash their hair properly. I can always give them some good advice, you know, as far as that for hair loss, you know, cold showers, this, that, the other. So you're educating the um, yeah. The I like to educate my my clients, you know, to take care of themselves and have good hygiene. I think it's very important. Um, and I can always tell on that first shampoo that if it's if it, they already have that clean hair because it just feels different, <laughs> you know. He's got a feel for clean hair. Yeah. That's real barber right there. And so then I apply the conditioner. If, if they do, now I start incorporating, if, if I do your beard, along with the service, I shampoo the beard and I condition it. And, um, you know, it comes with a little massage and application. And, and there's a, when the, the conditioner process, I, I use a scalp massager. Um, got it at amazon you know dude this thing so it's like a it looks i don't know if you've seen it looks like a like a spider like a neck beater cut. yeah it's got like the little beads on it and the first time he did it to me i almost went sliding like right out of the chair it's like because because of, <laughs> of the feeling on your scalp yeah and he didn't warn me about it but it it's one of those things where it kind of hurts so good almost all right well you guys got to slow down a little bit here <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that man well uh, yeah no 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 just <laughs> Well, hold on. Slow down a little bit. All right. So, so the, you got the shampoos and the conditioners. Quick question: Is the shampoos and the kiss conditioners for the beard the same as for the yeah, scalp? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So same product. Same. same product. Okay. But you know, there's a lot of products. There are, and you know, there's there's uh, products for beard specifically, you know, but it's all more or less the same. The products that I use are are uh, paraben free and stuff, and they have. You know, they try to be right, so environmentally you, friendly. <laughs> I got to ask this. I got to ask what this. What is it? Well, when you first sat down, homeboy, that was what? At your house? March. Right. Yeah. Were you able to do the shampoo like you no, like? No, no way. Nothing. All right, it's just he, a haircut. Did he, and gro- did he gross you out in any way? Was he clean? No, was he's, this is a stand-up guy. This guy's <laughs> so, so, so you were okay with it? With him, yeah. Okay. Congratulations, Steve. Thank you. I, yeah. was, I was getting a little worried. Though. I was like, I hope I was clean. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, if it's that important to get the, you know, get the scalp nice and clean and healthy and everything, and then he came over and you had a good foundation there. Congratulations, that's great. I yeah. appreciate that. Now, Alejandro, one of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, because I, I want to have a little bit of fun. We want to have a little bit of fun with this. Um, what are your thoughts on the on the the concept of cheating on your barber? Where, like, say somebody's been going to see you for a long time, <laughs> and then they just kind of up and go to somebody else. 
What are your thoughts on that? Um, it just depends how it's done, you know. So um, what what would be what would be like a a bad way to do it? A bad yeah, and then to do it like a gentleman, as we would say. The oh, there's guy there's the, like in the fishing business you have guide etiquette, like certain things that a guide will get pissed off about. There's certain things that you know you're like appreciate. And I guess what you're asking Alejandro is, how does that work in the hair business? Yeah, like what situation would be uncomfortable? Yeah. yeah. What's the scumbag move? <laughs> Basically. Right? Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, been a while. He's that good. That, yeah. He doesn't have to do that very often. <laughs> it's been a while. So it's, it's uh, foggy memories. But yeah, it, it does sting. It does hurt, you know. But I think it depends on the maturity of, you know, and how you. Have you ever had a client that, like, just decided to up and leave and you were actually, the joke was kind of on him and you were actually kind of like, thank the Lord I don't have to do this guy's hair no more. Oh, yeah, that's happened. Really? That's happened. Oh, we, come on, you got to tell us a story, man. You got to have at know, least man. one. I, I don't know of any specific ones, but I know it's happened. I know it's happened. That's pretty funny, though. There's stuff. some people that, that they sit down and they're just like, they're just they don't get comfortable you know they're always like oh fidget checking the mirror or like just something they you don't know? trust you there's a trust issue or something and and i do a pretty good job at gaining that trust you know with conversation and just like you know here look look at the mirror you know but also be like hey you know let me finish and but i i rarely have to say that i've i've actually heard other barbers say that pretty often and what do they say <laughs> like they get confrontational. I've seen it. They get confrontational. Like, bro, just chill. Let me do my job. When when it's over, you you can enjoy it. You know, like you can judge me on that. Not now. And I get it. I get where they're coming from. But it's a little insulting. I, yeah, it, it's the way they say it. It's, it's more like, an aggressive approach. Yeah, yeah, I look. I look. Everybody kind of like looks. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> that's it's about to go down in the barbershop. Right? Yeah. Oh man, that's when you know you're in Hialeah. The um, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So like. To kind of get in the right frame of mind for this podcast, I decided to watch the movie Barbershop with Ice mm. Cube. And, uh, you know, I was wondering if there was any kind of parallels. Because I remember in that movie... Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, you haven't seen... Well, it was, I think it was Cedric the Entertainer's uh, character was talking about. He goes, you know, Barber is not just a barber. He plays oh, many he roles. Hey, yeah, so, you know, he's therapist, yeah, life coach, pimp, like all this stuff. Can like, do you, ever, do you ever have clients, like, will ask you for like advice and stuff like that and or vent to you does that happen often all the time really really yeah all the time so like what do you like if they if they vent to you like do you kind of just like how do you respond um i feel like a therapist do you yeah do you so, so you sit back and you honestly try to help yeah 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 i mean sometimes it just depends if it's like a teenager and he's telling me something that's like that i went through maybe it's it's uh comical or humorous but um try not to laugh yeah <laughs> yeah no sometimes i just laugh you know and but you know in a in a an empathetic way <laughs> <laughs> jesus so you know one of the one of the things i was like, like i don't make them feel like i'm laughing at them you know just well that's yeah otherwise they'll probably up and and yeah. leave in the middle of their haircut <laughs> hey, they started <laughs> it true and he didn't get a chance to finish it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You know. But yeah, sometimes like you know, I get good advice and I give good advice, and sometimes giving advice helps me reflect on myself. You know, sometimes. Well, I kind of want to bring up the story about when I was going to see um, to see my girl in Nashville. Oh yeah. And you know, now mind you, I've been I've been seeing him for months, and he's he's pretty much got my full trust, and you know, I feel like I can be transparent with you and everything, which is yeah. great. We for have me. a good relationship. We have a great relationship, and I felt so bad. Because I was so nervous about making sure that I looked good that I, I, and I apologized to you ahead of time for this. Remember? I yeah. said, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably going to be a wreck in this seat. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You were talk nervous. about, talk you were about what I kept all this stuff. You're I very insecure about, you know. Was he, you just he, wanted it to be perfect. You know what? You, you were really focused on her and everything looking right. So he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. <laughs> To make sure that his grill was nice and tight and everything. Yeah, yeah. So then he was kind of putting that pressure on you. Yeah. Did you step up your game that day because of that pressure, or was it the same old thing? I think so. Yeah. I think he, he did. Stepped yeah. up his game. And now that was a cool time though because you and I had to do a little bit of teamwork on that one. 
Yeah. Where you were like, I think it looks good like that. And I was like, can we try this? And then we got it to where I was like. Yeah, it was the top that I yes. cut it. I cut it down, but you wanted it shorter. Yes. And so I started cutting it down in the process. You're like, no, cut it more. And it was yeah. a group effort, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, does that happen totally. often, though, where you have like a kind of a collaborative relationship with clients? Yeah, 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 I do that. Um, you know, I, I always ask questions. I always like to ask, hey, is it too long? And I'm always willing to, to change it, you know, if it's... And have you ever had times where clients have been like, oh, I want this and I think this would look good? And but you like, know, yeah, like, yeah. but you know, it's not going to look good on them. Like, how do you, how do you handle so situations like a, that? So I had a, I have a client that he came on Saturday morning, and um, when he first came to me, he had a comb over, right? But very shaved on the sides and on the back, and high up, very shaved, and it almost had, it looked like he had a very narrow, long hair, you know, where he would comb over. And I don't like the way that looks. I think. Um, I wanted to like make it fuller, you know, to kind of come out a little bit, kind of maybe square it out or or cone it out a little bit. Right. And and so I told him, hey, look, I'm going to cut your hair. I'm going to do a low, low fade skin. But like I want this to fill in because the long hair would just hang over that shaved part. And I didn't like the way that looked, especially he's a he's a waiter. and He's very professional. Um, so it, like in my opinion, that that cut was a little too. Mm. So would you word? Do, too would much you contrast, you know. Yeah, so it's just too, a little too much. Too much, yeah. And then what do you were so I, you know I brought him to the conservative, you know, look, and but still within the parameters, you know, still skin fade. And, and then what are you doing? You're coaching him up as you're going. And I told him, look, it's gonna grow. It's and this is where it's gonna fill in. And I showed him the angles and everything. And he, I cut his hair three times already, or four, and it's already it came to that level or that point where i where we we wanted and he's like i know what you were talking about like it looks great like i appreciate you guiding me and telling me you know and which is really which is really and the second haircut he was like it was still growing out and i'm like look remember this is the the where we want to get to the goal and i showed him again the angles and he's like all right he trusted me you know well that's i mean that's the real value of having somebody that actually you know to cares be, yeah about cares. the way you look yeah not just Okay, you want that? All right, I'll just follow what the other guy did, you know. And I like to like, no, this is gonna look better for you. Let's try this out. But you know, obviously, get his okay. You know, get the the okay from the client. I always like to ask questions. You know, you want it shorter? You want it? Yeah, I think it's better to get the other guy to talk, and that way he doesn't feel like you're telling him what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him my idea, my opinion, but I'll do whatever you want at the end of the day. But I think it says a lot, though, when people trust you. Because for me, for example, before I was seeing you, I was seeing the same lady for 13 years, 13 wow. years. And, you know, she, her and I had, est had established trust, you know, and all of a sudden, mind you, I basically called you up on a whim from Robert, who I had never met in my life. And I, I took a chance yeah. and, you know, I explained to you kind of what it was that I wanted. And was I nervous? Yeah, I was nervous. But I just, I was so impressed with how you carried yourself, like even at my house. I mean, you were so professional. You know, he had his whole little setup and everything. And he had like this little, this little case, little briefcase that he opened up and had all the different scissors and everything in it. And mm -hmm. I said, this Makeshift. Makeshift. He had like an eight, he put an apron on. See, I think you're the opposite client than I am. In what sense? Well, like, all right, so Nicole makes me go to the spa. To get my hair cut. Otherwise, I'd probably go to Supercuts or where the hell I was going oh, beforehand. Dude. Exactly. So, <laughs> she, but so she makes me go to the spa, right? So I do. Then when I do go to the spa, she sets the appointment for me. And sometimes she'll use me to maybe for a new hairdresser that came in. Then she has a hairdresser that she likes. It's her favorite. Then she has Antonio, which is a different dude that she likes to cut it when. You know, she wants to keep it long and this kind of thing. And I just kind of show up like the dummy, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, put him in the chair and do whatever you need to do. Right. And I cannot remember getting out of the chair and looking at the stylist and just saying, hey, great job. Thanks. Appreciate it. And I walk out. Now, I don't talk to them that much when I'm sitting in the chair. The one guy I talk to a lot 
but that's because I've known him for like 20 years since they started the place. The other people that come and go, I don't talk to. Now, if a guy comes in and sits down and you do his thing, and he just gives you like the old slap on the back, hey, thanks, appreciate it, he doesn't really talk, do you prefer to have it that way, or do you prefer to have it more like Steven, where you guys are going back and forth? Yeah, I like, I like, I like the relationship. So I like the you like the back and forth, a little, little conversation, something to talk about. Because um, I might, sometimes I probably been, I where been bugging the shit out of these guys for years, and, and just I didn't, didn't even know. know it. Right? Yeah, they you. <laughs> it, it's it can be it can feel a little awkward sometimes yeah. when, you know, there's just silence. Um, but I just take it as an opportunity to get in my thoughts and and sometimes i think about other things or focus on you know while focusing on what i'm doing and the opportunity to just be efficient work on my craft work on my skill be keep it everything tidy in order as i work i like to clean i, I like to you know put everything back and everything is in its place you know so i just kind of focus on other things and giving that good service you know to you know let my hands speak for for the lack of words, you know. Right on. That's a good way to say it. No, but I mean, and I and it's funny though, because you know, usually when I go see you, it's after work, and I and there's been a few times I felt bad where I, I and I'll be upfront with him too. I'll just say, Yo, Alejandro, I'm really tired today, dude. So if I don't talk much, don't take it the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. But no, most of the time, you and I are just kind of going back and forth. Yeah. But and I think effortless. It's, yeah. yeah, and I think it's cool the way that you know you and I have developed a friendship and relationship, um, which can sometimes be similar to like the guiding business how you develop really good relationships with some of your clients well yeah yeah i mean i think that's a whole thing about you know when you're doing a service you know and it's person to person i mean i think the better relationship you can build you know directly relates to the value somebody's willing to spend and then you know everybody only has so much time in a day and right. And There's, you have to balance it out. Right. You know? Because you if sometimes I can talk too much and time just goes and well, I have like somebody, I have to be aware of like my next appointment. So well, I'm always looking, trying to be, I'm working on that still, you know, I'm trying to maintain the time. Right. You know, if it's a haircut and a beard and, and like an eye, eye, eyebrows and earwax and nose wax, you know, like dye, I do hair dye. So like in one service, like one customer, I can do a lot of different services and I need to manage my time well and, you know, not talk too much because it does distract me sometimes. Right. What I was getting at, though, is you have to be good enough to get your client to make the decision that he's going to spend the time with you. You know, think about it. Guy gets up in the morning. He's got 12 hours. 12 hours. That's it. So for him to spend an hour or in your case, however long it takes you to leave wherever yeah, you're going, to hours. go to Ialia, yeah, to, to sit down with them, then obviously there's a serious value there. You know what I mean? And that's all I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a, definitely a gratification, and I'm aware of like what he does, and, and I'm very grateful. Well, very yeah, grateful. And the other thing, too, is because you know how much I love food. So Homeboy showed me this <laughs> freaking restaurant in the same plaza. Um, was it Paraíso? Paraíso Tropical. 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 Um, and he, I, I, I'm trying to be, you know, Hialeah-like down here. So, and they got the best Cuban food there. The Masas de Puerco? Oh, my gosh. So, it's a little more. Cuban joint. little Cuban joint, and it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I actually took Nick Castillo from Bonefish Tarpon Trust there, too, as a way to say thank you for when he took me out to Biscayne Bay back in September. And the food is there is phenomenal. So, I make It's a very point. clean place, right? It's very clean. They're yeah. very friendly. Um and fast and I they're like fast food comes out so quick and the pork the puerco i should say is so tender because sometimes you go like like if you what's that kind of like melts the yeah. melts what's it's that? so crispy that it just what's that place um i i call it the olive garden of cuban restaurants uh padrino's 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 i, I call it i consider it like the olive garden of cuban okay. restaurants <laughs> their puerco is so dry you like how it's rolling off my tongue um it's so dry <laughs> that it's like not even enjoyable to eat. But theirs is like so tender and moist. It's phenomenal. And he introduced and me to that. It's got just the right amount of crunch when you first bite okay, into okay. it, which is how it should be. Yeah. Well, listen to me acting like I know something about Cuban cuisine. He's a hey, foodie. He's a foodie. Dude, you're foodie. the one hanging out in Hialeah. You know, it, it's funny that it's Hialeah, though, because it's like you and I have talked about this. You don't really feel like you're in Hialeah when we're over there. In the barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. Like that plaza, it doesn't really feel like Hialeah. Oh, the plaza? 
Decent, or I would say more so the barbershop. What do you mean it doesn't the, feel like Hialeah? <laughs> it's right in front. Of, there's a country club. There's a golf course. Yes. And, you know, so there's it's so a it's mixture of... It's pretty posh. It's nice. But, but then no, because you see, like, you know, <laughs> all types of things, you know. We're trying to, like... All right. to, to, to you, get see, a, you see every, the whole spectrum over to there. To get a little perspective, <laughs> Lusaka, you feel more comfortable... When you went to Hialeah, then you did when we went to 79th Street. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. But yeah. that's not Hialeah the way you think of Hialeah, you know? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's, it's uh, a country club. Friendly. It's actually yeah. a country club. No, it's, it's, it's a little bit high, high, like a high-end place. And like, when he talks about how clean the barbershop is, I mean, you look at the floor, you eat off the floor. Well, in a matter of speaking, he would need off the floor. <laughs> well, but he, he would understands need off the it's floor. a cliche. I got yeah. you. We all got you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it depends on the how many seconds you you know it yeah, stays. Yeah, on yeah. Floor. What is it, eight seconds or ten seconds? Whatever it is. But before Hialeah, where were you? Uh, I mean, directly before that, I was in Pines for about a month and a half. West Pines. Because I think what, what I wanted to, what I wanted to know is like and before that, Coral Gables. When you first started frequenting Hialeah or getting to know Hialeah, I was born and raised in Hialeah Gardens. Oh, so you were there the whole time. I've, that's my hood. All right. So then you didn't. There was no acclimation for it. You were just normal. That was normal for you. Yeah. Is there a specific style of haircut that a guy's getting in Hialeah at the moment? Uh, yeah, I guess that comb over. Depending on where you're from, if you're, I think a lot of Cubans are getting that, yeah, that comb over. Ricky Ricky Valido has that, and he's with the sharp, Hialeah. you know, with the sharp lines and the high, yeah. tight, high and tight kind of fade. That's what Ricky has. Every time I see that haircut, it reminds me of that nerd that drove the van on Scooby Doo. Shaggy? No, the nerd, the the blonde haired dude that had the comb over that Fred. Oh Is yeah, the very preppy. Right, Fred. with the vet with it's like a vest or. Right, and then he would drive the van, and he was the kind of like the leader, and he could speak real well. And Shaggy and friggin' Scooby, Scooby were doofuses, and then you had the cute girls, and then you had the guy that drove the van, with the head, the friggin' big partner's hair, the blonde, right? Yeah, Fred Jones. All right, so every time I see millennials with that haircut, that's what I think of. You think of Fred? <laughs> <laughs> I think of the dude from Scooby Doo. I love the old school Scooby Doo, right? Well, yeah, but they didn't have, he didn't have like the shaved sides. No, he didn't know, have the fade and the line cut in. <laughs> I don't think they had the fades and back the, then in the sixties. <laughs> you know, the very sharp lines here in the forehead. My gosh, dude! What, something else I wanted to ask you too is like I don't like that. I'm sorry. I, I just have to say I don't like it when you have long hair in the front, and then you you have these little hairs that little bangs, and then you you know you do the sharp line. So you have like a mixture of short hair that's always going to grow this way. And then long hair that you comb. What do they call that? Bus- other way. Business in the front, party in the back. Oh no, that's different. That's <laughs> that's a mullet. That's a, all right. So I, sp- I'm. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I want to hear this. But I'm still sporting a mullet, right? This is a mullet. I don't consider that. Uh, would you consider that a mullet? I, I don't know. You, how you're all covered up. Well, this is basically how I roll. I got the hat. I got the long hair out the back. I have quite quite a few people on social media will refer to it as a mullet. You could just have long hair. Yeah, because I, 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 I feel like the hair. mullet is a haircut because you have to have the sides shorter. Good. I feel like like Joe Dirt. So you, if you ha- if your sides are as long as the rest, then. So the guys that are calling me a mullet, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. they're out of line. Very yeah. good, very good. Yeah. I'm glad I got you feel that. Better? You feel better. You feel better. I just need to know where I stand. I mean, that's that's my understanding, personal. Well, you're at the pro. That's why we asked. Thank it's well, good to have a pro in the house. Yeah, like Benji over here. We um <laughs> like when. <laughs> I like giving this dude shout-outs now. I like that he's your nephew, too. I had a dog named Benji. Did you? <laughs> you trying to say he's a dog? Dude, there, no, was, no. there was a movie called Benji yeah, about yeah, that's, a dog. Was there really? Yeah. I named my dog after that. I think I've had several throughout my, my life that I named Benji. Benji. Look at that. Look at him. He's, like, glowing right now thinking about that. Well, um, you got to understand. He's a long tree of Benji, Benjamins. Is he? Yes. Benjamin? Yes. In our family... On my mother's side, you were what the fifth. So Ben Benjamin's the fifth Benjamin. So you had my granddaddy, his son, Uncle Benji. Uncle Benji. Then his son, 
Ben, and then Benjamin. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's a long history. And the well, people don't even know who Benji is yet because um, he's so new to the program. But since you brought him up, let's introduce let's him. Let's introduce him. That's Benjamin. He's our new producer and editor. And uh, he'll be working with Lamont Jones on a daily basis as far as getting you guys out the good uh, content. Great to have you, Benjamin. Run that dog. So where were we going? Oh, well, one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, is, I mean, first of all, how long have you been cutting hair for? I'm going on 24 years. Oh, nice. 24. And how old when you? people ask me, they're like, yeah, how old are you? They look at me and they're like, dude, how old are you? How old are you? 38. 24 years. So you started 14? 15. 15. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty. Now, when you Next year, it'll be, it'll be 24. That, did, you, did you go to like like um, hairdressery school? Any kind of salons? I did, but uh, I started off just cutting my own hair. Really? I had it in my mind that like nobody can cut my hair the way I know that I can do it or that, know that I want it. I knew how I wanted it and nobody could really get me there. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it myself. See, that's pretty cool that at a young age that you decided that, you know, cutting hair was going to be your passion. So to speak. I didn't even know, yeah. Really? So when did you find I just wanted you? to do it just to, I was like, I can do this. It's kind of crept up on him. He's like, I'm yeah. into hair, I'm And then I started it. making money and I'm like, oh, it's a good opportunity. I'm, I was self-sufficient by 15. I never the, asked for money. My parents never gave me money for anything. Can you remember the first time somebody handed you over cash after you cut, a, cut their hair? I can remember the first time I got paid to fish. Really? I did. And it freaking totally floored me. Yeah. I'm fishing on a guy's boat. We go out the whole day fishing and everything. Then at the end of the day, we're cleaning up the boat. We're putting everything together. And the guy freaking hands me 100 bucks. And at first, I was like, I didn't get it. You know, I was pretty young at the time. Similar to you. I think I started doing that kind of stuff when I was about 15. And when the guy gave me the dough... I like light bulb. I, yeah, well, light bulb went off. I wasn't sure if you just throw it in your pocket. Do you thank the dude? Like I had no clue, and it totally floored me. And then Did later, you thank him? yeah, I thanked him. I was like, well, first I didn't want to take it, but I just remember the day so vividly that like dude just gave me cash because I fished with him. I was charging three dollars. Three bucks you started three at. Three bucks. Fifteen, yeah. What? Okay, so. That's I would make like 60 bucks on a day. That's like mid-90s? Yeah, 97. Nine, eight, late 90s? <laughs> Three wow. bucks? But 60 I was in bucks high school. a day? That's pretty good for high school. I would make 40, 50, 60. You nice. cut a lot of people. I mean, you're in high yeah. school. You know a lot of yeah. people. Well, you're banging, out the, you're banging out the freaking cuts at three bucks but, uh, to yeah, make I 40, mean, 50 on, bucks. Yeah, I top of crates. Everybody's getting full of hair. Then I got a cape. <laughs> you know, dude, you've yeah, been and you're in the sun and we're in the sun sweating you know a skin fade like all the hair sticking to the skin it's horrible so see the he brush got so he... i use it for everyone everybody's sweat mixing like so now that i think of it see how like the that. story's building see like how the story's really building your time oh yeah from the my streets of hialeah dude that's what we should that's what we should when well, i think when, when i redo the intro i'm gonna put that in there from the streets of hialeah now to the barbershop of Hialeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm starting to feel a little bit now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, listen, 24 years, you've cut a lot of hair. Yeah, right? man. Wow. What are some of the things that absolutely drive you nuts when you have people in the chair? What are uh, your I think one peeps? of the worst ones, I was working in Coral Gables, and this guy comes in. He thinks he's like, this shit. <laughs> He's like he's dressed like these shoes are so stupid. They're like they have like stones, like different. I'm sorry, but they they were. What horrible. do you mean sorry? Get it out. Get he, it was, out. Yeah. he was like. I'm sorry to him or to anyone that likes that fashion. I don't want to, you know. But what he looked like like a major pimp or something? Yeah, he looked like he was the, the shit, and he had like a model looking girlfriend. Right. And she'd come in and out or whatever. And he comes in. He sits on the chair. He has his phone. Sits down, and he's like. Oh. On my station. Well, like the edge of his feet were not the whole thing. Um, he's like that. And then I'm like, yo, can you put your feet down, please? He put his feet right up on your... Yeah, like put them on my... That's like, I have my scissors here. I have my scissors here. I have my stuff. And you put your feet up there. 
I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he like he came down and the whole time you know I asked him what he wanted the beard and the haircut and I'm like alright give him a haircut um, I didn't like his attitude he was the whole time he was like this on his phone texting oh. Instagram Tell, you got a story about that yeah. oh, it's just harsh when, yeah. like this and I'm trying to you know I need I need somewhere in this range when you're like this you know I'm cutting like well you need him to adjust his head so yeah, you can so make sure you do what you gotta do yeah. I did what I could I I tried to do the best I could with the haircut and give him what he wanted. Um, no conversation. It was dry. It was boring. It was just, <laughs> I tried to do, I just tried to win, you know. Um, you wanted his beard done. So, you know, like this, I'm like, oh, you know, so I kind of like I started working on his beard. And he was just so annoying. He was so annoying. Looking at, and then I, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to fight because I moved his, his chin up a few times and you know very gently very you know I'm working with high-end people <laughs> and do- doctors lawyers and you know and my boss is right there so you know I'm, and I'm like I'm not gonna fight him so I just did whatever you know I lined them up and got and him out of there he I'm done I'm like all right we're done take off the cape and um he's like well you're not gonna shave this I'm like no, I was trying to, man, but, you know, I need, <laughs> your, I need you, you to collaborate with me, you know. Um, I think he spoke Spanish. Um, so I need you to put your head up, you know. And he's like, all right. So he got the point and he put his phone away and, you know, he, he let me do it. I shaved him, whatever. But. And he got through it. Yeah, so attitude really bothers me, you know. Yeah. Attitude. I remember one of the things that they were saying that I, I was watching this video about what a lot of what pisses a lot of barbers off and one of the things oh, there's that they so many things yeah well the one thing that they said is when somebody new comes in and sits down and just goes so are you good at cutting hair <laughs> do you ever have people say that to you yeah a long time ago yeah oh my god it's like that would like that would be like if somebody got on your boat and said so are you good at catching fish hey, similar good enough for you to pay me 550 bucks it's a great answer. That's yeah. what I would say if they said that. Thank God I don't ever get that question. I think it goes through people's minds, though. Like, okay, look at this freaking guy put on his old boat. Freaking hasn't shaved in a week. You know, I mean, it kind of goes into the persona of being a fisherman or whatever. But I'm sure it's going through their mind. But I bet you in a, in a barbershop situation, it probably comes out a little bit more often than in a charter boat situation. People feel probably. like, yeah, well, you know. It, it, it comes up every now and then. Well, you were saying, I mean, the story about when you had those those kids on the boat with their phones that wouldn't get off their phones. Well, yeah, yeah. that's so annoying. When Th- that bothers me. What bothers me more about that, like the kids staying on their phones during the fishing trip, like these kids were from like, I don't know, they're from like Pittsburgh or something. You know what I mean? And then I got them out there, and these these Coast Guard going by, then these huge towboats going by, then freighters that are going by. Houses that they've never seen before, all this different stuff, and they they're got not enjoying it. Right, they got their faces in their phone, and then you're just kind of looking at them like, you know, you want to say something, but they're not your kids. And <laughs> so I think who are you to tell them right what they should or shouldn't enjoy? And I think because that's irritating you the whole time, you don't realize it's a five-hour trip, so you can get them in and out in what forty-five minutes, forty minutes, thirty minutes. <laughs> I got these people isolated on a boat while they're doing that for five hours. And it just drives me crazy sometimes. Yeah. It's like, and where's your... Like, the thing is, you have a passion for it. And you have a respect for it. And you charge for it, you know? And, and the kids are wearing... You like, have to get into that mentality. Well, you're, it's your money, you know? Well, and it's just the way the kids are. I mean, they had their fishing shirts on. They had their salt light stuff. They show up with their Yeti crap. They buy, they buy right into the scene so they can look at their phone while they're out there. Hey, it's not my generation. You know what I mean? Not to say there isn't anybody old doing that, but I hate to say it, the majority of the younger kids are doing that. Yeah. And it's driving me fucking yeah. crazy. Younger than me and Benji's generation, too. And I have a struggle with that. I have kids. I don't know. How old are your kids? 13 and 11. Oh, yeah. You're right in the zone. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, they both have their iPhone. They're in Colombia. They've been there for a good part of a year. And they need it to, so we can communicate. You know, I. but my son, my 11-year-old, when he was about 10 when he went um, he didn't have a phone uh, my daughter had a phone and so my struggle is that 
with my kids is the technology you know the screens so addicting sure you know and i struggle with that now you know i'm using the the screen time monitoring it making sure really you know, keeping control of their usage yeah no, i think a lot of parents are now i'm very i'm very strict with it and and i don't want to stretch too much you know i don't want to squeeze too tight you know because then they have the liberty they're just gonna go but i want them to learn now rather than later when they have their freedom and they get a phone and then they're you know i don't want i want them to know how to manage their time you know from right. a younger age because it's inevitable they're gonna have a phone and they're gonna have that liberty at some point yeah so See, t- t- today the phone is what playboy was when i was a kid <laughs> playboy magazine right like your parents <laughs> or whatever knew you were looking at the playboys <laughs> But like, if you only like, if you only like, you looked at them every once in a while, they were okay with that. If you were infatuated with the Playboy and you had ten underneath your bed, that's when they started to like concern themselves. <laughs> so we had that. Today's modern day, these kids—they're what, what? worried about their phone. <laughs> what? No, just the way that you're describing it. You had ten, and they started to worry. <laughs> Well, becomes like an addiction. Well, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yogurt stains all over the. Place. Oh God. <laughs> We might have to edit that part out. No, we're keeping that in. Okay, for we're sure. keeping it. We're keeping that in. Benji, just cover your ears in some of these parts, all right? <laughs> the kid shaves. <laughs> He's how old? Uh, Usaka, you. Uh, I'm looking out for your nephew, all right? How, so, how excited are you that you have somebody to pull seniority on now here in the Lunker Dog Studios? Well, not really seniority. Somebody to like kind of be on the same level as me. Benji, are you 19? 21. Dude, you're pulling the seniority thing with him. No, I just like being able. It's always fun for me when I have another. He, I don't think he's considered a millennial. I think you're Gen Z, right? Right before the millennium. Yeah, so he's Gen Z. Gen Z's uh, 99 to 2008 or, or 2008. Is that Gen Z? It doesn't really make sense anymore. It's just based off how fast technology and the kids growing up has. You know, Benjamin, anytime you can run. So technology is determining the the generation. Yeah, especially 2020. Everything's moving so much faster, yeah. But it's always exciting for me when I get somebody that I feel like I because you know a lot of our guests tend to be older. I'm a it, millennial too. I was 82. Oh yeah, that's right. You're still considered. I'm on millennial. the. You're, I you're think right 81 there. and up. Yeah, is millennial. So he's right there. But it's always it's always kind of cool because you know obviously with the older folks you know they're experienced more so there's only so much I can really kind of relate to. So when I have people like you or Benji. With Nick Castillo, when we did Mikey Finnegara, remember, like two years ago, it's it was cool. It's cool for me. So, let me let me <coughs> keep. I'm gonna stay on the age thing just for a second because okay. I just want going back to the Playboy and the phone. Or? No, no, similar but different. <laughs> did you know that the Real Guy podcast, very similar to Guy Harvey, touches all generations? And what I mean by oh, that, wow. what I mean by that is the grandchildren. The children, the dads, and the grandparents all listen to the Real Guy podcast. Awesome. Only Guy Harvey does that in the um, fishing apparel or marine apparel or marine life apparel. Not even business. Salt Life, right? Nope. You hear the co-founder of Salt Life got arrested? Oh, that? There's some real schmutt. What, do you know the details about I, that? I, I forgot what happened. But yeah, I saw that the co-founder of Salt Life just got arrested like two days ago. What's your take on salt, that whole Salt Life Image. I don't know anything about it. I just see it like on trucks and stuff, and, and you just totally disregard it. <laughs> it's just like uh, to me. I have no. I've never was curious enough to look it up, but I fishing people. I love that. So all those guys that are salt lifers <laughs> that are sporting their piss out of their salt life stuff and that whole image. Alejandro's like, yeah, I didn't even pay attention to it. How about that? I mean, I notice it. Well, yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah. But see it all over stickers didn't sway you one way or the other because they were trying to sway you. They wanted you to know that there's salt life and more salt life than you. Just so you know. Did you take that as a challenge ever? No, dude, I, just I, disregarded I, it. I, I love that. I like my concept of salt life is just someone that likes to be out in the beach or ocean or fishing or just that's that life, you know, or or what is it, surfing? Whatever. But you've never been impressed by it or anything. Just, I love that. Doesn't even phase him. It's I just like that. a concept or a, a lifestyle, to me. 
That's how I interpret it. And you're not proud of them or nothing, right? Because they want they want you to be proud of them. What? It's true. How would I be proud of them? Exactly. 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 It's just like it's like they're advertising their way of life to me. That's that's my take on it. Like, oh, I'm I'm about that salt life. And right. Exactly. All right. Good for you. Right. But you're not like proud of them. You don't think anything less of them or anything greater of them because it's really important for, for the salt lifers to. I mean, that's the whole reason they're buying, they're buying that crap. But anyway, the guy's like a pedophile or something. There's I, a murderer involved and all that kind crazy. of stuff. Something crazy. Like, it's something crazy. Yeah, he do was, a little bit of investigative reporting. Let's get back to us on that. Yeah, we guy. could do a whole podcast. Maybe we should talk about that for live next week. Well, all I saw was on social media for a brief second. I just saw the article. And, that I, you know, anything that I see on there, I don't necessarily take, you know, as truth. So, anyway, a little investigative reporting. Yeah, we'll do that. I mean, we are... A media company. It doesn't surprise so. me though what you what what you said about you know seeing them as greater than or maybe they <laughs> they feel like putting they are st- right right. It it's the so you don't, generally I think generations as as we um, evolve I guess are, um, this world is very ego based. Yeah, they're looking you know? for identities. Definitely looking for identities. It's like a form of gratification for them. Well, and then Alejandro, you have no, like, you don't have the background. We've been we've been screwing with the whole salt life crowd for over a decade. I mean, just totally messing with them. Like, is it like a movement or something? Or well, yeah, the, well, that whole salt life thing. And then you know, we kind of like have been making. But I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw salt life on your car or on your stuff because you're out there all the time. Well, my concept of right and that would be normal that would be like it's a, it's a niche right yeah right it's a hobby type of thing right but the guy in hialeah that's driving around with the salt life sticker that hasn't been in the water in five years and hasn't seen the beach in 10 years <laughs> he's sporting the piss out of that and he wants to give you that same image oh yeah it's like and that's the contrast between it all and that's why we've been making fun of it all this time which you haven't been a part of which you're kind of catching up on now yeah yeah so that's why we brought it up. Oh, thank you. Because now he's part. Now he's part of this. He's part of this now. I was happy to bring you it. into this. The uh, well, listen. I know we got to kind of wrap up here, but last thing I just wanted to ask. I know it's a little cliche, but dude, you know, there's tons of barbers and tons of hairstylists out there, yeah. and everybody has a tendency to think that they're phenomenal, which yeah. quite frankly is not the case. Just go to any supercuts. Um, I'm not gonna get in trouble for saying that, am I? Who's going to get you in trouble? Well, I don't know. If we got anybody in the network that works just for Supercuts, you know, hope they don't take that the wrong way. Benji, just uh, keep an eye on Somebody's that Somebody's wife works Somebody's wife works the Supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is especially... The, your point is, like, I guess you, what your point is, is it's different. It's different when you have a... Supercuts is just for someone that doesn't care so much about, you know, it's not so specific. Seven it's bucks. just Whatever it is, it's just a chain. We got to talk about this. There was a time when supercuts and businesses like supercuts were the thing to have. My first fade when I was 14, 15 was at 14, 13, 14 at supercuts. Really? Hialeah. Right. Like the heart of Hialeah. Right. But the whole whole idea. And it was a good haircut. He made made a point to note the heart of Hialeah. Right in there. But the but the whole idea of a supercuts was you know efficiency get in in and out kind of fast not spend too much money. Today, the whole industry is not going that direction, especially for men. Women have done that for a long time, but now men, with what's the name of the shop you're in? Figaro. Figaro. It's a nice place. They try to make it nice. It's clean, like he said. That place, the other place that we talk about, Mankind. Mankind, right? Yep. A lot of product for men. It's definitely hip to be Man there. Cave. Man Cave's another one. The one I worked at in Coral Gables, I want to give him a shout out. Um, my boy David, he taught me a lot. Um, Coral Gables, prestigious image. Right. So, so and now he's got his own products. He's got came up with his own product line, Luxive or something. See what I mean? Like that's that's the difference in today compared to when Supercuts came out. Because after Supercuts, and yet Haircutter and a whole bunch of other ones are very similar, now it's about high-end. It's about having the right product. It's about having a relationship with your stylist, having what they call a stylist instead of a barber. How do you feel about that? Do you like it when people call you a stylist, or do you just roll with a barber? Barber. Okay, yeah. so you're still think, thinking barber. Stylist is, I mean, I don't, depends how you say it, I guess. 
and you say it like in a demeaning way or in a way that well it just you know like i'm not gay or anything so. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't thinking about that but <laughs> no but uh, some people can oh he's a stylist you know like well i'm just saying like depending on how yeah the wrist flick. <laughs> at casbah spa okay they say stylist barber never comes up in mankind even though it's a you know a higher end place, they say barber quite a bit, and they say stylist. I didn't know if there was in the industry, if there was one, one you know. I mean, I I do both. Yeah. So you just roll with either one. Yeah. I don't know. The bar the barber seems a little more macho to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's more masculine. And it, to me, it was seems a, that way. Yeah. I felt like it was a little more masculine to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to the barber shop," as opposed to "I'm going to the salon." Right. Yeah. But, but going back to what I was saying, just real quick is. You know, for somebody that actually, you know, nowadays wants to become a stylist, barber, hairdresser, whatever you want to call it, you know, I feel like a lot of it comes down to having original style. Having an original style? Yeah, when you do it. What's, what would be Yourself, the best advice? Personally? Yeah, for if you want to do that. What would be the best advice you could give somebody that wants to do it? That wants to do it? Um, hmm. Making you think here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just be passionate about it, you know. Just make sure you do it for the, you know, for the passion of it, for the art, and the money will come. I like how you use the word art, too, because it is a form. It is an art. I've always seen it as a form of art. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like with fishing, if you think about it. Tarpon fishing is a form of art. I like good. Um, sculpting is sculpting is an art. Right. Yeah. I like, I, I like the way Rufus puts everything. Wakeman. Yeah, and are you saying you have a relationship with everything? Yeah. So, you know, if you're really into being a stylist or a barber or whatever, you have a relationship with the industry, and then, you know, you're able to then move along. But anyway. I would say a good advice for someone is don't be, don't be just a regular barber. Don't conform to just doing a haircut, you know. Always try to better yourself. I like Educate it. yourself and... Never stop you know, learning. Never stop learning, yeah. Just always keep an open mind. Don't ever think that you know it all or that you're the best or you know, just be humble and that will that perspective, that mindset will always open the doors for you. Right on. Right on. Very nice. Well, Alejandro Torres came down from Hialeah today. He's the one that keeps the Usaka's grill nice and tight. Thanks for being in here. Thanks for being on the Lunker Dog Studios and on the Real Guy Podcast, Busaka. Run that dog. Run that dog, guys. Run that dog house. <laughs> that dog house. <laughs> What'd you that's say? A, did you say run that dog house? That, that, that's what you said. Run that dog. Oh, run that but dog. But I do kind of like that. Run that dog house. Okay. Uh, it's not never fly. heard that one. <laughs> it's a good thing we can edit. I know, right? <laughs> I had a dad moment. I just had like a dad moment. <laughs>